0: Imagine you picked up the most important book in the world, a book with words that can transform hearts. Now imagine it was full of highlights and notes in the margin, and you could see how this book has transformed someone's heart. This is The Notable Podcast. These are the discussions of twin pastors who share their underlining and highlighting. So, Timothy, we've never done a podcast quite like this for The Notable, but it seems appropriate. Um, The Notable is all about digging into scripture and reading it um, in a sensitive, um, as sophisticated way as we can. And uh, you wrote a book, Timothy, that uh, I think does that. I I just finished it. And uh, so what we're here to do is um, tell people that you wrote a book, that you finished a book, but also I want to interview you about it and uh, try to draw you out some of the background behind it, some of the theology that goes into it. And so um, is it okay if I start with an interview question for you? Yeah, yeah. And go for it. I'm ready. Here we go. So I got some just kind of basic questions, um, some what questions, some who questions, some where questions, but I want to start with um, the big what. What What is this book? I didn't even share a title or anything like that. What is this book? Well, yeah, yeah. So what is this book? This book is is, I'm surprised to find m- my name on there. So this book is called Deep as the Sea. Letters to survivors of Trauma by Timothy c borman and and so what this is is this is a resource for the church that's what it's meant to be, and it is ri- written with great love and and profound thoughtfulness I would say for specifically for people who have gone through um, emotionally and physically devastating things and you know, it's hard to talk about those things, but that's what this book means, means to do. Deep as the sea, letters to survivors of trauma. That's what this book is. Can you tell us a little bit more about the title and, and how that connects to the, the what of this book? Right. So the, the, uh, the title of the book is Absolute Plagiarism and it's okay because it's straight out of the bible like i plagiarized it straight out of the bible that is that is a metaf- a comparison it's a comparison that jeremiah makes in in the book of lamentations about the devastation of of jerusalem and he talks about how the wound that that city personified suffered is um, could it be as deep as the sea and i <laughs> a funny thing about one of my daughters actually asked me once how deep is the sea and i really don't know i i, I couldn't tell you um how many meters it is or anything like that but it does kind of get at uh how deeply wounded we all can be sometimes really really deep that's the name of, this, of the book So books like this, you know, they can arise from many different places. Um, As as you point out, we can contemplate all kinds of different scriptures, scriptures very sensitive to these kinds of things, um, the impact of evil and sin in our lives. But this next question allows you to reflect on how it arose in your life. Who are you? And how did the Lord form you for the production of this book? Well, you know, the Lord had, I I think the Lord had this for me for a long time. Like my, even my, our own family members, Jonathan, have been through some things that we could legitimate form forms of trauma. My own ministry here, I've been a pastor here in New York City for um, coming up on 15 years. And we've been we've been through some things, me and, and the members of my church, um, and then personally as well. Like I can I can say that I am a survivor of trauma, and with everything that that means, and the Lord had this for me that um, He put some things into my life that ultimately pushed me forward into writing this book, Deep as the Sea. I want to follow up on this. It's one of the interesting phenomenons about our spiritual environment is that um, sometimes a person can get the sense that the soft sciences are sort of king. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that um, people um, are truly qualified to speak to trauma and other forms of psychological harm, only if you've sort of been to school for that in that discipline. And here you are writing a book about trauma. can Can you speak to um, in an environment like that, where you know soft science like that has such a preeminent position in our culture? Um, speak into that. What makes you qualified to? Speak into people's lives on this topic. Well, I, yeah, that thank you for saying that. Yeah, I'm not, I am not a counselor. Um, However, I, pastors have a place in, in giving careful um, pastoral care. And well before like this phenomenon of everyone goes to counseling happened. Do you know, Jonathan, who the original trauma counselors were? i got a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pastors. So um, I, I think counseling has a place, but so do pastors. And pastors are constantly ministering and caring for people who have been through tremendous things. And I don't think people know that. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and say that that's what I do all day, every day, but I certainly speak and minister to trauma a lot in, in a professional capacity and giving pastoral care. So there's that. I'm also an insider to it. Like I get it at, at the deepest level. Like um, what does it mean to face your own death and, and go on? I know what that's like. And of course, everyone's experience is unique. So is mine, and there's no we. I don't have any business comparing with each other. But but I can make that claim that that I am a survivor, and and then I'd also say this that um, I did go on to to get my doctor of ministry specifically in bringing a word of gospel to trauma, and that's that's not something that any. Counselor is trained to do like a pastor is. We are trained to handle God's word, and um, that's that's what pastors do. Counselors are not. They don't spend. They don't get a MDiv and then go on to get a DMin um, in how to handle God's word and bring that to someone's heart um, spiritually. And so, you know, nobody should. <laughs> Um, sort of diminish a pastor's qualifications to to bring uh, a word to this. Is that making sense to you, is that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Where, uh, maybe we can delve into this just a little bit deeper in a different way. Where where does your book slot in literarily? Where do you see it fitting within this? sort of discipline of helping people deal with with trauma. Yeah, so like there's there's plenty of good authors out there and in, in good books like some there's medical doctors that have made the New York Times bestseller list in bringing a word to trauma and I, I they they're mostly going to deal with your body. That's kind of how I think about it. There's also fantastic books out there that have been written by trained psychologists. I'm I've read basically all of them. I did, that was, that's part of the doctoral research that I did. There's also a third category of books that where you want to bring a, a word of God, a pastoral word to, to trauma. In other words, I'm not ministering to the body like a medical doctor. I'm not ministering specifically to the mind like a psychologist would. This is ministering to the human spirit our souls. And that is where I would place, I would put this book into that category. And we know that the best way to minister to someone's soul is with the word of life, with the word that God gave us. And there's power in that word. There's power in the gospel to to raise up the, the wounded. And I can, I can give my own testimony to that and, and I can also give other te- testimonies of people who have used this book and really went on to, um, you know, greater purpose in life That's and getting wins from what they suffered. So I would that's the kind of category I would put it into, that this is not for your body, it's not for your mind, it is for your soul. So you're beginning to articulate um, what makes this book valuable, uh, perhaps unique, are there any other ways that you see this? I mean, you, you wrote the book not not because you wanted to compete with a host of other literature, but because you wanted to fill a gap as I understood it. And so are there any other ways that you can help people see where this book kind of fits the gap that you're trying to fill? Well, listen, like this part of it comes from my own personal experience. When I went through what I went through, I I immediately, of course you want to, what does God say about this? What does my church say about this? And I, I ran into almost nothing. Like there was a couple blog posts. There's some podcasts out there. There's, there's people from other denominations that had, they shared some value, but when to have like a theological um, word from God from the Lutheran churches, especially, which values God's word and Christ. So, you know, it's really the heart of what we do. There's just, there was just almost nothing. And so, you know, you're there yearning to know how to pray about this and how to think about this. And then there's nothing to give you kind of a guide or direction. What does the Bible say about this? So I wanted to come in with this book and provide that resource that was missing for me. You you started talking about providing a theological resource, and I I want I, I'm curious about um, how you would articulate the theological background to the book because you're obviously using a framework. You're you're interacting with the sciences both at the front end and the back end of the book, which I, thought was, which I thought was really interesting. And, but then sort of the core of the book is this, you're giving readings, um, sensitive readings of various biblical texts. And so help, help, help me understand what's the theological background um, that you use, sort of your, your um, matrix as you approach the writing of this book. Yeah, thank thanks for that question. You know, I the the soft sciences are helpful in reading human beings. And so what I did is I took acknowledged experts in the field of trauma, like psychologists and medical doctors, and I read them all. And that that's kind of like a first article way. Like this is these are God's gifts to us to understand what is happening with the human being when they suffer what we call trauma and and they've done a good job at interpreting the human being and describing symptoms and and what happens to you emotionally um and also physically when when you suffer when you suffer trauma and so i read those sensitively but that's not all i did i i wanted people to understand what is it what is happening to your body and, and to your mind when you, when you suffer trauma, but then I wanted to minister to it with, with God's word. So you're right at, at the, at the, at sort of like the um, pieces of the sandwich, the pieces of bread on the outside, if you got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich are the soft sciences, like first article knowledge, but then in the middle of the book, like the meat of the book it, are sensitive readings of scripture. And with specific applications to the hearts and and souls of survivors of trauma. Because I really believe that if we want to breathe life back into the heart and soul of someone who's been through this tremendous pain, then what we need to do is turn to scripture. And so that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, the, the power of the word was something that I really noticed. In your writing, your confidence in, in the power of the word. And um, what was it? What was behind that thrust for you? What was it? My just my deep belief. Like I, I've always believed that the word is saving and that that is what we believe. Like th- it makes us wise for salvation. And not only wise for salvation, it is a light for our path. And so if we really believe that, if if we really believe that the word is a light for our path, that it it gives joy to our hearts, that it, it ministers to our foolishness and our pain, and that it's a guide for us, then especially in moments of tr- crisis, why wouldn't we turn there and so that, I guess that comes from a deep personal testimony about the power of God's word in my own life. I, I can remember after experiencing what I did, like listening to sermons and just weeping, but that was the Holy Spirit through that word was was healing me and, and bringing a word to my pain. And um, I wanted to bring that same power that I experienced personally into the lives of others. And, you know, where else can we go to whom are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life, right? Yeah. When you, when you, so obviously you're speaking from a deep personal place, um, God formed you to write this book, but, um, then you actually put it together into something that, that has gone out now into the world. And no doubt as you did that, it was um, an offering to God, but also to people. And so as you think about where this book is going to land, um, who would be the different audiences that, um, that, that you're targeting with this book that you're, um, you want it to land in their hands? So probably a number of different audiences, primarily. Like if there's one... Audience of people that I want to get into in this book into their hands one way or another, it would be survivors. This this is a this is a, a grouping of letters that I wrote to survivors of trauma. So this is this is for people who have um, been through the the worst, like uh, sexual assault, abuse, um, military. Uh, action like and i'm talking real action like um i'm talking about horrific traffic accidents and like the things that you wake up in the middle of the night and you're dreaming about them that those are the people that that i'm thinking about because i was that person at one point in my life and i was so desperate for a resource and and so yeah i would say first of all survives survivors of trauma but this this can also be a resource i think for counselors who are wondering like they don't they don't have the biblical and theological depth maybe they haven't had the same opportunities that i have and so this is a resource i think for them like what bible passages could could i share with the person that i'm counseling this this can be a resource for pastors you know, where they could um, just use this and read together with uh, the book together with the survivor of trauma. This could be for small groups. It could be for survivors groups. It could be for family who are trying to understand what a person's been through. Like this is, this is an opportunity for, for a lot of people to become um, either get get a word from God about their trauma or become a compassionate witness I talk about that in the book of those who have been through trauma even even I can give my own witness to that you know as being um, as compassionate witness to your trauma as I could be Um, even even some of the language that we're using right now um, survivor for example is language that is um, critical language and um, can you help our listeners, just as an act of like helping our listeners who maybe haven't, um, who maybe aren't in the category of a survivor, help them enter into um, why it's important to you know enter into this kind of literature. What is, what does it mean to be a survivor? Why do you use that that kind of terminology in well, naming them? Yeah, it, you because you don't want to call them a victim. <laughs> Like it, something. usually when, when you suffer something, somebody has done something awful to you. And in that moment, like, and it's a, it's always a past tense moment when you're talking to someone about it, they were a victim were, and that's the key word. That's a past tense thing. So, you know, the police use that word that the Vic, the Vic, they call them. But to go through life living as a victim is, is no way of living. It's, it's, that is a way of, and if you name someone that, you are pushing them in a the corner. You are a victim. You constantly get, and living that way is, is to sort of give up on life and constantly let other people push you down and overwhelm you and abuse you. So you don't want to, you don't want to use that kind of vocabulary with people it because it, you, you become identified with it. Survivor is a better, it's a much better word. That's the word that, that people use. And, and the reason why is because, yeah, I've been, I was through that. I went through that. It also gives people, um, permission, so to say, to, um, acknowledge that they weren't perfect when even in the aftermath of whatever they suffered they survived it because that's for a while there and that's all that you can sort of do you you just keep on going and um you're a survivor and that's that and it's also a victorious word like yeah eventually it's like yeah i'm I am a survivor and more than that. And I talk about that in the book too. So I like that word a lot more than victim. That's for sure. (laughs) I wanted to ask you that question, um, for two reasons. Um, the first is that I've heard you give, um, two interviews, this one, we're part of the way through it. And then one for the publishing house, Northwestern publishing house, where you can purchase this book, by the way. Um, and and secondly, because uh, it's really it's really been on my mind. I don't want this interview to get too dated, but here we are living in this world where um, trauma is all week has been in front of our eyes um, because of what's happened with various shootings in our country, and for Christians to become um, aware. Um, thoughtful and wise about how to um, both speak and enter into other people's pain is um, it's a it's a profoundly loving act and so I see the book having read it myself and this is I'm, ta- I'm taking over the interview I apologize for that as um, something um, really valuable to take in for all for for everyone Frankly, I wanna I wanna keep pushing forward. Though, what Timothy for you? What possible outcomes will the book promote um, in those various uh, audiences? What do you, What do you see? Uh, what do you pray for? Um, what are you hopeful for? Yeah, so like for a survivor, I, I think we have to be honest. I th- I think we have to be honest about what. Healing looks like after trauma. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation around that. But one of the you know, trauma is not ever, it's not ever something that you're ever gonna forget. But you can fully engage again in your life. And that's really what healing looks like. Sometimes people ask me, like, are you okay? And like, well, yeah, I'm fully engaged. And that's 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 what healing looks like. You don't ever forget, but you you find purpose in it, in in what happened. And part of the purpose and in, in what happened to me was to, to be able to write this book. And you also the Lord also gives you a mission. And I talk about that in the book too. And we have our vocations from God. I'm a father, I'm I I'm I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor. And so if someone asked me, did you forget what happened to me? Well, no, no, I didn't. But, um, are you healed from it? I would say yes. I'm, I'm fully engaged in my life and I don't, what happened to me? Sure. It shaped me it formed me. I am a different person now. And that was God's plan. And now the lessons that I learned, the pain that I felt. God's using those things and I'm engaged in my life. So, yeah, I, I, that's, that's, I think finally, like what healing is. It is fully engaged with spiritual growth and, and moving into the various vocations that God has given. And that, that, that would be where I would hope. And, you know, I, I should say this too, the book's not a magic trick. I don't, I'm not thinking that people having read the book all of a sudden um th- you're going to be all the way at stage three, like the book talks about of healing. But, um, you know, I I do believe that God's faithful and that the word's powerful and that God's going to get us there in his time, his way, as far as like the other, other audiences like pastors, counselors, family members, um, if people are moved into becoming a more compassionate witness to survivors, and if people ha- are better equipped to bring a word to it because they read the book, then I'll give thanks to God. Honestly, I'll give thanks to God. What was the hardest part of writing this book? Ooh, I would say just getting started with it. Um, there, I had, I had tremendous, uh, I wouldn't say the word anxiety, but concern. Concern is probably the right word. Concern that what I would write could possibly do more harm than good. And there's examples of that in scriptures like Job's friends. When Job suffered his trauma, they, what they said was harmful. And God actually got angry at them. For what they said to job in the middle of his pain so i wanted to be entering into you know this topic trauma and bringing a biblical word to it i wanted to come concerned that that what i would bring would, would be faithful to god to his word and not bring further harm into someone's life but rather spiritual good so I would say that that was the hardest part is like you, I, I deeply considered like each and everything that I said in this book. And I, I, I wanted to be, um, you know, f- faithful and walk a fine middle road of, of being empathetic to what people have suffered, but also completely and utterly hopeful in God that he can can use what people have suffered and also heal it. What was um, the most joyful part of writing this book? Honestly, the part of the process of writing this book was working with other survivors and cuz what i did was i i wrote these letters and i asked people to read them and i worked with a tremendous group of it was around 7 to 10 people and asking them what god had done in their lives and how this word what this word meant to them i had conversations that i'll never ever forget and uh, that was that was a really joyful thing. What I found was that God is so faithful that he can turn any tragedy into eternal good for someone. I, I saw it over and over and over and over again in working on this book. So um, I would say that just the, the people that came alongside me in this project. What did you learn from from it? Oh, it, I don't think there's any one thing that I can I can say I, other than that it, life is. I think I learned that that God has incredible plans for our lives. I never would have thought at any point in my life that I'd sit down and write a book like this, and then to have the kind of people come around me and support this project and this book and I'm still I'm still astounded and in wonder at, at what that that I'm like I'm holding this book in my hand that t- you know the Lord had for me so I think that I think that so the book is uh, deep as the sea letters to survivors of, of trauma by Timothy C Borman you can pick it up at Northwestern Publishing House, and uh, before we close down this uh, interview, uh, Timothy, what what prayer do you have to lift up to God for this for this book now? I'll, let me add one more thing. It's also on Amazon. You can get a Kindle edition of it. I think you can also get it for your Nook, so that it's it's available there. And I'll just say this that. What is my prayer for it? My prayer would be not that it would become like a bestseller. I am under no illusions there. But if one person picks it up and it speaks into them and it's a resource, the resource, a resource that that they needed in that moment, then for me, it was worth it. Just just one person at a time. And if it becomes two, then <laughs> all the effort is, is double worth it. So that would be my prayer. And I, I know that God's going to answer it, that the book gets into the right hands at the right moment to, to bring a word to trauma. And honestly, I hope I hear from those people because... It'll, it'll just give me a chance to give thanks for that. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. It's a little bit different here for the Notable Podcast, but we thought it'd be good and right to share some of the things we've been up to lately. And we do hope to be back um, relatively soon with a new season. Um, nothing to announce right here at this moment, but um, we got some things in the works, I think, don't we, Timothy? I think we do. And if the Lord gives the strength, no promises, but if the Lord gives the strength, we will have a new season coming out. Just watch for it. August, September (laughs) timeframe. There we go.